to the same podcast i'm your co-host sarek i'm always joined by my co-host ron what up ron what's going on this is a podcast where we discuss the national football league on a weekly basis including the playoffs let's go I'm, uh, I'm much happier <clears throat> now um, with uh, the direction my Steelers are going, the direction the uh, Bucks are going. Um, I'm, you know, it, the games themselves have been really good. Um, so I'm just, you know, I'm excited, and uh, you know, for what the rest of the season will will hold for our teams. I don't know why you're so uh, excited because. I mean, the Steelers are in third place. They are, but they are three and three. Um, I know they're chasing Baltimore. Baltimore is, seems like they can't lose anymore. But we got a bye week and then Cleveland coming up uh, and injured, re- battered Cleveland, uh, you know, in a couple weeks. So I'm, I'm hopeful that we can get healthy with this bye week and start to improve our offense a little bit. Um, with this uh, being off for this week, and you know, there's lots of good things I think to look forward to for the Steelers. Well, be- before we get into the review, we're gonna do some top news. For- uh, I really, the only top news that I notice is that maybe the Browns won't have a quarterback. Yeah, that's the and that's what I'm partially excited for. You know, not not for Mayfield and what he has to go through. I actually like him, but um, yeah, he's been playing hurt for a while now with his uh, separated non-throwing shoulder. Um, he landed it on it on it again this past week, um, and it was separated. And he also mentioned that he had non-contact separation as well, so that can't be good. I. They have to be exploring surgery at this point, I would think. Um, and I, I, you know, if I was the uh, ownership for the Browns, the GM for the Browns, I would be seriously contemplating shutting him down for the rest of the year and just protecting him uh, from himself mostly. But just, you know, protecting him for the future as well. Do you think that if they decide for surgery that the Browns season is over, they're not going to? win or make the playoffs yeah and and i you know i barely had them being in to begin with you know so the way they're playing you know on on defense especially you know i i would have a hard time seeing them being able to turn things around uh and and uh make it into the playoffs without without mayfield i know he hasn't necessarily been perfect again he's playing hurt uh, but I don't, and I don't know who their backup is. But you know, I, I would assume that you know, if if he's out for an extended period of time, or if he's out for the season, that'll be the end um, for them uh, to be in contention. Well, Case Keenum is the backup, 
So I don't know if that makes more confidence or not. Uh, and I think that Nick Chubb is also hurt. Yeah, and that's part of it too. It's not just about Mayfield. Um, Chubb's hurt. Green Hunt went down. Uh, their safety uh, went down. The the rookie they drafted. They have a, quite a few, you know, serious multi-week injuries that is going to be tough to get through, especially this week in a short week. Um, <clears throat> coming up with this Thursday night game, it's going to be tough for them to to bounce back. Yeah, and they they also say that maybe Odell Beckham because he hurt his shoulder, he's going to be out. So I know this team had a lot of hopes, and uh, it looks like the hopes are slowly dwindling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that do you think the Bengals now are in? In effect, they're basically taking over the Browns because they're in second place right now, I think, right? Yeah, and I'm not 100% sold on them just yet. I know they've played pretty well, especially on on defense. Uh, They're a lot better than what they were last year. Um, I don't know if it's their time necessarily. I still think there's some other teams in the AFC that will jump ahead of them and remain ahead of them, you know, including like the, the Chargers, for example. So... We'll see how the Bengals uh, can perform the rest of the year. If they keep this up, then I'll I'll definitely say I you know I'm I'm shocked and I'm surprised because I think you know in terms of their coaching and their the players that they've been able to draft and stuff they're definitely heading in the right direction. Um, they've done really well over the last couple of years rebuilding. I'm just uh you know I would be surprised if it, it happens this quickly. So who who's your number one team in the AFC right now? Yeah, and that's a tough question, especially for, you know, the Bills coming off uh, that loss last night. I, you know, I have them in the Super Bowl. I only had them losing three games for the season. And here they are, you know, <clears throat> six, week, six weeks in, they're already at two losses. So, um, you know, I, I would almost have to put the Ravens there at this point, um, which is, you know, it's just crazy. It's not, you know, because so much of the Ravens is just on Lamar's shoulders. And uh, they've had so many injuries, too, with their running back situation. I know they brought a bunch of guys in to, to fill in, and they've done pretty pretty good. But it's really been about Lamar and what he's been able to do. So, you know, will he keep it up? I don't know. Um, but right now I, have to, I would have to say in the AFC, you know, I'd have to give the nod, I think, to, to the Ravens first. But, you know, I'm not necessarily closing the doors on the, on the Bills. Yeah, to me, number one team right now, just because of the Bills losing last night, is I like the Titans, but I don't like their defense. I still like the Bills' defense and their offense. I think they'll bounce back. I just don't see... I I need to see more consistency from Lamar. I know they have a uh, running game, but, you know, looking at his stats from Sunday, he didn't play that well. So, but... Then he has, you know, a running team, basically, with two tight ends and, like, six backs. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, I, I definitely like the Baltimore uh, defense, but I'm still, like, iffy about their offense. I mean, they only scored 170 points total, uh, which is actually the second most in the AFC behind the Bills. So... I don't know. Well, it's between it's one and two, but I like the Titans. I just don't like the defense. So yeah, and there's not much defense in the AFC. That's for sure. Um, yeah, 
all the teams that we thought were top teams <clears throat> have had issues defensively, with the exception of the Bills. Um, you know, the Bills have still have a good defense, even though this guy, you know, gave up 34 points. But, you know, if you think about the, what, what we had expected as our top teams, Kansas City, their defense has been terrible. Cleveland, you know, non-existent in terms of what their defense has been. The Colts, you know, defense, they're supposed to be good. I, or at least I thought they would be a lot better than they are. Uh, right now, they're not, you know, they haven't performed well either. So, you know, I think in the AFC, um, it's still, it's going to be up for grabs. It'll be interesting to see where these teams, uh, you know, how things shake up. Um, and if teams like the Bengals can make it in, because I do think there are going to be some, some surprises. Um, at this stage, I'm starting to have my doubts on whether or not the Patriots will make it in. You know, and we'll get to to them in a little bit. But I, you know, I think a team like the Chargers, um, you know, and even the Raiders, you know, at, at four and two at this point, can uh, can get in. Uh, I think that the Bengals can get in. I don't know how they do it. I don't know because now the Browns are faltering, and I think the Bengals are going to take their place. So I I don't know. I I really like this Bengals defense. They have. They have allowed the third, uh, the third least points in the AFC, behind the Bills and the Broncos. So I, I like their defense, and at four and two is not a bad record. And I, I think um, they just have a complete team. And I had doubts about the coach, but the coaching staff is not, it's not bad. It's not like you know, Cardinals or anything like that, or. Any other coaching staff who's shaky, the Bears maybe coaching staff, but they're pretty decent. Um, the other thing that I wanted to quickly touch on is, uh, so who do you like in the NFC? Who's the number one team? Yeah, and I've been avoiding putting the Cardinals in that number one slot for a while. I think we're at a point now, though, just with them being 6-0 and, and and proving it week in and week out that, um, you know, I'd probably have to give them the nod, the notch ahead of, you know, both Tampa and the Rams at this point, um, not just because of their record, just because of what they're doing both offensively and defensively each week. You know, the other teams like the Rams and the Bucks, they've, you know, they, they've had some success uh, offensively, but again, their defense, you know, both teams aren't necessarily playing um, to, to their top potential. So at this point, I'm going to say the, the Cardinals are the top. I don't know if they'll continue that way. Same way I feel about the Ravens. I don't know if they'll land that way at the end of the season, but I'd have to give them, um, you know, at this point, the, the top. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I mean, they have a 85-point differential. They're second to the Saints in defense. Is that because the Saints had a bye week? So one... 109 points to 194 is just ridiculous the jj watts i saw that interview where he was saying you know what we're professionals here blah 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 so you know he's leading the team he thinks it's back in pittsburgh <laughs> he's leading that team he's like you know what we may not be not at the houston texas but we're the arizona cardinals and they're playing pretty good defense and kyler murray you know you gotta say up he's up there when they have the feet talks so 
I like Carolina. I like Arizona. Who's your second on the NFC? I'll probably go uh, Cardinals, um, then Bucks, and you know, toss up between the Rams and the Cowboys for for third place. See, why don't you like the Green Bay Packers? What's 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 not to like about the Green Bay Packers? Because I, I feel like they are top three team. Yeah, and you know the thing. Well, one, you know. Look at the amount of points they've scored, 144 to what they've given up, uh, 136. So they're not blowing teams out. They're finding ways to win because they have the best, probably arguably the best quarterback in the league, and they're finding ways to win at the end. Um, but, you know, I will they be there? Yes. You know, I think they're going to be one of the teams that will be in in the playoffs for sure. Um I just don't know with their schedule. I'm going to go back to their schedule again this this year. It's it's really really tough. And I know they're doing well so far, but you know I, I don't necessarily think that they'll lead the NFC uh, this year. Yeah, when I'm when I'm looking at the team stats, they're only they're only plus eight differential. So that means they're not really scoring as much compared to Dallas, which is at plus fifty nine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say maybe Arizona, Dallas, and then Tampa and Green Bay tie. But you know, Tampa is scoring so many points is ridiculous. I mean, they're up there with the Dallas Cowboys at points. Yeah, and the thing with Tampa, and I don't know if it's because we, you know, they're a local team and we follow them really closely. But you know, I watch every single one of those games and. I still don't think that you know. They, yeah, they found their stride, but that they haven't played offensively a perfect game yet. You know, I still think that they can. There's some things that they can do better at. So they, you know, this past week they, you know, were able to put up 30 something points, but they, you know, they still had a turnover or two. Um, they didn't run the ball that well, you know. And then defensively, you know, there's definitely room for improvement there. So I don't think they're. We, we're seeing them at their peak just yet. So, you know, I, I think they're easily could be, you know, at the end of the season, the, the best team. They're still my favorite to win the Super Bowl, favorite to get back there for sure. Um, and, I, you know, I can see them running away with it as they get as, as we uh, move on through these weeks. I mean, both Dallas and Green Bay have a five-game winning streak. And then, obviously, Arizona hasn't lost this year. So... I don't know the NFC. I think they're pulling. These teams are pulling apart, but then the NFC, they're like more compacted, and I think it's it's definitely because they're not playing defense. Yeah, <laughs> everyone is just having monster games. Even last night's game, that high that was the highest score, what thirty four thirty one. I mean, that's. I mean, I know you're gonna touch on that, but that's crazy for supposedly a, a you know a good defense in the bills yeah so that's gonna be your top news for october 19 2021 so the bucks and eagles that was our thursday night game bucks heading into the game were favored by six and a half 
Yeah, and this was actually a, a closer game than we thought, right? Because uh, if we look at uh, what we we thought the final score was going to be, you have picked it 27-17 and I have picked it 28-22. But then, like, there was a little bit of fight in the Eagles. They wouldn't just go away. So what happened in this game? Well, I think, like I said, you know, I think this was one of those games where the... You know what you see with your eyes um, is gonna, you know, be different than what the actual score was. The Bucks dominated this game from beginning to to end for the most part, um, and you know, again, it wasn't a perfect game for Brady in the offense uh, or the defense for that matter. That's what you get though with Thursday night games. Um, but the Bucks control the game, um, especially in the first half. They were up twenty-one-seven. And, you know, Jalen Hurts, he did not look good at all. I, I gave him a lot of credit last week. You know, I think I thought he was turning things around, but he, um, you know, he did not look like a, an efficient, effective quarterback. And you know, he was getting hammered by, by uh, I forgot who was doing the game, um, but he was missing some easy throws uh, and couldn't really do anything offensively especially that first half and even in the second half when they got things going you know it was he was doing it with his feet a little bit um i think he had two rushing touchdowns in the second half um but i don't think this game was as close necessarily as the as the score yeah because i mean it was like you said it was 21 to 7 at halftime and uh the eagles scored a touchdown and then it went scored another touchdown to cut it to close but i mean this the thing is that tampa because they don't have an efficient running games they can't close out games like they should i mean they don't they had 102 yards Fournette had 81 of them ronald jones had 20 yards i just i mean you wanted to close out this game because jalen hurst has such a terrible night 12 12 uh, catches for 26 attempts. He just horrible uh, rating of 55. This game should have been a blowout, to be honest with you. Yeah, but I, I mean, it did feel that way. It felt like it was a blowout. Um, you know, I didn't think Eagles had any chance at all, even with them, you know, getting, the t getting it to 22 points. I didn't really think they had a chance to win the game at any point. I wasn't scared of them uh taking the lead or winning the game i just th think it's one of those games where the bucks played well um to start and then towards the end they kind of like i don't know i don't want to say lose, lose focus i don't think brady would ever allow that to happen but they just didn't execute uh as smoothly as they that as they needed to in the second half yeah i mean i they just need to clean things up and I know that we're week seven, we're half, almost halfway through the season. They just, they don't look clean. This, you know, Brady threw the interception in this game. Uh, I, I feel like this, they should have won this game by three touchdowns. They do play Chicago next week uh, at Tampa Bay. And they're, the line right now is that Bucks are favored by 13 points, which is very high. But... The way that this offense operates, I think it's it's manageable. What, what do you think? I don't think they're going to win by 13. 
Um, you know, the Bears have their defense. You know, they're up and down. And Justin Fields, he's up and down. Um, you know, I think, again, it's going to be similar to this past week where the Bucks kind of dominate, but you don't necessarily see that in the score. I guess you, you might see it, but, you know, you'd be a little bit surprised that, that the Bucks can't score as much as they should and their defense gave up as much as they did do so you know for my prediction i have the bucks scoring 31 um and the bears scoring 20 um 31 is a lot of points but you know if you were to ask me the beginning of the season you know if, if they were fully clicking what what i would think they would, would score would be 40 something they, they're they're capable of scoring 40 every week but i think it's gonna be a 31 20 type of game See, I've, I've been lowballing them all year, and I've been saying 28 points, uh, 32 points, but I think I'm going to go high on this week because I don't really trust the Chicago offense, even though they can run the ball. I want to go 35-10 as the final score for this game, but I don't, I don't see Chicago, even with Justin Fields playing, I don't see them making making this game like you know competitive they should win by this much i i do i do see chicago doing some like uh garbage points at the end yeah i mean 10 points is not a lot and you know they just they you know their defense is still not fully healthy they just actually lost sherman for a couple weeks it looks like he's gonna be out for a while um, you know, they gave up 22 to the Eagles, and I don't know how much better, if at all, Eagles offense is than Chicago. Um, so, you know, I still think they'll give up more points than they should, and I think, you know, they'll, they'll give up 20 points, um, and they'll, they'll look to improve that, you know, as the year goes on. But, you know, to your point, I don't see this really being a close matchup. I still have the Bucks winning by 11, and I, I, it's, again, it's going to be one of those games where it feels like a hell of a lot more than that. The over/under for this game is 45 points. Um, I just don't, I just don't see Chicago. They're going to try to shorten the games, but I think every every defense tries that, or every offense that facing Tampa Bay tries to do that, but it doesn't work. The Tampa Bay is too good. So the the next game is we have the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Seattle, and I actually saw this game Sunday night game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Pittsburgh won, uh, but they they I don't think this was definitely not <laughs> they didn't win this game handily, but they won. Yeah. Uh, I guess the whole Geno Smith campaign was uh, shattered at the end. So they won. They won this game because of defense. Would you agree? Absolutely. Um, you know, we got out to a big lead. I think we were winning fourteen nothing at half, and then from there we got outscored, um, like in the second half. And you know, we allowed them to not only get back in the game but actually tie it and and force us into uh, you know overtime. Um, it, you know, it should not have been that close. We got gashed a lot on the run. You know, Alex Collins. This dude has a history of gashing our team for some reason. 
but he ran for 101 and a touchdown. Um, I think last year, if I'm not mistaken, or the year before, he also got 100 yards on us, um, which isn't normal, you know, for the Steelers to give up that much. But he's for, for whatever reason, he just has our number. But it was saved by the defense, you know, when it when we needed stops, you know, it was the defense that got him, and mostly, you know, T.J. Uh, Watt, you know, the dude had two sacks, three tackles for losses, three tip passes, and a forced fumble at the end to win the game. So. You know, he single-handedly, uh, you know, got our defense going and and uh, allowed us to, to have a chance to win the game. So offensively, you know, not much to be pleased with, I don't think. I'm just happy we got, we got a win. I thought it would be a little bit easier um, than it was. Uh, but, you know, like I said, you got a bye week coming up. So I'm kind of grateful that we can can rest a little bit and hopefully clean things up in practice. Well, they started the game the right way by giving Najee Harris the ball. He was getting the ball a lot. But then when Seattle started scoring, they went away, went away from Najee Harris. So it's it, it almost like a panic. They went into panic mode. They didn't believe that Seattle was going to score 14 points in the third quarter. So they started passing the ball. And that's when... I don't know. It's just Ben, Big Ben, just doesn't have it. He doesn't. And, you know, we were giving Najee the ball often, but we weren't blocking that well either. So, you know, that run blocking, the pass protection was great. The run blocking was awful. Um, Every time Najee got the ball, there was a guy, like, in his face. So, you know, it's he struggled a little bit um, running the ball. Um so they stuck with it though which is which is good you know i'm glad that they continue to kind of give him the ball especially in the first half like you said but um you know i think this when they look back at the tape this week they're going to see a lot of you know poor performance by their o-line um you know some again ben struggling to make uh the right reads from time to time and like to hang in in the pocket when there's comfortable you know, he has the time to make the right reads and throw the ball down the field. Najee, again, six catches. Uh, it, you know, and I don't mind that. He's a great receiver out the backfield. But if he's getting six catches, that means your receivers um, aren't aren't getting those targets. So, you know, that worries me a little bit with, with the offense. Yeah, I know that they, uh, the Steelers, they have a bye week. So maybe this extra time they can solve the whole hey, we need to stop the run. Because you, I feel like passing against the Steelers is very hard to do. But then running, on most, a lot of these teams, they just say, you know what, we're going to run the ball on the Steelers. But they're not usually successful. We're always the, one of the top defensive teams against the run. And that's the thing, you know, <clears throat> with Alex Collins, I don't know how he does it, you know, uh, against us. You know, he's, he's been able to do that. But... Um, we're really generally good. We don't give up hundred yard games at all. That you know, we're not. That's something we just don't don't allow. Um, but you know, they were able to have some su- success against us. Unfortunately, um, this that's why I, you know I, I still think that there's lots of room for growth on both sides of the ball. Well, looking at your point differential right now, the Steelers are negative fifteen. So it's 
it's not that and it's it just, the defense is not bad they only ran up 132 points but your offense 117 that's bad it's terrible that's bad uh so i don't know i guess you need to fix that <laughs> if you want to make the playoffs and actually win still i don't know how it's going to be fixed i don't know because uh, I, I, I think the defense is pretty good i like the defense from day one but your offense is just not clicking yeah and we're gonna you know the defense will get healthier you know um we'll have some more guys uh that'll get healthier these next couple of weeks um but you know offensively i still think it comes down to like how well big ben plays what he can and can't do um inside and outside of the pocket um and then the offensive line too how well they played you know i gave them credit last week um for improving you know week in and week out i think this week they did really well again you know in pass protection but in run blocking they, they definitely took a step back and i was not happy to see you know Najee getting hit like in the backfield or you know as soon as he gets to the you know line of scrimmage as as often as, as he was getting hit yeah, that uh, that's kind of a disappointment uh, on the offensive line, and I think I thought that they would have it figured out. I mean, by week number six, hopefully this um, by week they have it figured out, and they you know they actually improve instead of you know uh, regress. Uh, the other game that we're going to review is the Patriots against the Cowboys. Now, this is uh, probably one of the exciting games uh, of the year, I would say. Uh, they Cowboys won in overtime, 35-29. What was your takeaway on, on this game, Ron? Um, I was surprised that, you know, Patriots were in this game uh, the whole time. You know, I predicted Cowboys would win 28-13, and I thought they would, you know, do it fairly handily um now Dak played well he did what i expected him to do 36 for 51 for 445 yards three touchdowns again and interception you know um he's making the case for mvp for sure uh the patriots offense you know mac didn't really have his best game he threw a pick had a fumble but they did run the ball well uh damien harris and stevenson both scored touchdowns um you know it it was just a weird game you know because patriots you know they were able to move the ball up you know up the field running um and you know it felt like dallas was playing catch up especially at the beginning of the game a lot um but you know i'll give the credit to the the patriots for hanging in there uh and for dallas you know they got to go back and look uh, at the film and see, you know, why why do we allow 29 points to the to the Patriots? You know, that can't really be acceptable for a team that is limited with what they can do with the weapons that they don't have. Um, 29 points is a lot uh, for them to give up. So that's that's I think a little bit disappointing for the for the Cowboys. Yeah, 29 points. I mean, who knew that Patriots could score that many points? I. I think this is their season high, too. I think. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. It's not like there's a lot of victories there. But, you know, 
I like there was two plays in this game that kind of was anti-patriot like of the patriot way which was a black punt which you almost never see the patriots give up a black punt and then the other the other play was that you know what's up with uh nelson Aguilar dropping passes mm-hmm. i think that's not that surprising though is it well i called it a long time ago and i said they grabbed this guy for the speed but he has no hands mm-hmm. so the fact that he dropped the ball when they most mattered and i think it was either overtime or at the end of the fourth quarter i was just like you know in Dallas just had better weapons. That's basically what it came down to. They had better receivers, better running backs. Even though Damian Harris did his thing, but you know when you look at the average, four point one to five point six. I mean, Damian Harris ran and ran all over the Cowboys, and supposedly I thought they had a good defense. But when you give up twenty nine points, you got a lot of, especially to the Patriots. Who have a rookie quarterback but again the, the dallas cowboys are in a horrible division so i don't see them struggling to win the division or to get in the playoffs yeah i know <clears throat> the ball's in their court um they you know them too they haven't played a perfect game just yet um on both sides of the ball you know so they can still improve i think offensively they've found their stride for the most part Dak sure has um, they've been a little inconsistent running the ball. One week they can look good, next week not so good. Um, but you know, there's no <clears throat> doubt that they're a playoff team. There's no doubt uh, that they they're gonna uh, win their division. Yeah, and I, I still, you know, I still don't feel like this Patriots team it's playoff bound, even with their easy schedule. I know that next week they play the New York Jets. And I feel like, wow, is that the only... Those are the only games that we're going to win. It's against the New York Jets and uh, maybe Miami Dolphins. So if you go by those standards, they could be a four-win, five-win team. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I I still think they're better than that. And I, I don't know if they'll make the playoffs at this point. I had them with 11 wins, I think, to start the season. I didn't want to change that, but at this point, to me, they're looking more like an eight-win team. Um, they got to like be able to win, steal some games. Um, like This would have been a perfect opportunity to steal a win, and they missed it. So, yeah, they got the Jets coming up. They'll win that. They should. Um, but they got to be able to steal some games from some teams that are you know, potentially better than them. Um, but you know they have the better coach, right? You know, um, <clears throat> they got to figure out a way to like steal some of those games so they can get in, get in. And uh, right now, I, I I'm not liking their chances. No, I mean you drop four games at home. You know, they just it's not it's not a good sign that this is a playoff team. You have a rookie quarterback. You know, it's not a good sign that. I mean. I showed you the stat, either you or Keith, that the last team that made the playoffs with the rookie quarterback was uh, Seattle, and that was Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, 
nine years ago, nine NFL seasons ago. So it's you got to be a special, or you got to come to a certain circumstance where you have weapons, and the Pages don't have weapons for Mac Jones. They have tier two, maybe tier, definitely tier three receivers, and there's. Damian Harris is a, they have good running backs at least you'll get you you know a uh, hundred yards for sure but then like you have to have a good defense and their pages don't have a, a good defense they have good individual players but they don't have a, a good defense as a whole yeah, and I'm looking at the rest of the schedule so the Jets they should win this game but after that they got the uh, Chargers maybe a loss there Panthers, it's a, I think it's a winnable game. You know, I think they can hang and potentially beat the Panthers. Those are the games that, that I was talking about. They need to win. They got the Browns. Who knows who's playing quarterback? You know, for the Browns at this point, this is in no, middle of November basically. And then the Falcons, and then you know from there it's a little bit of a tough stretch. Titans, pay, uh, Bills, and then Colts. Yeah, it's a very stretch. Mm-hmm. Very tough stretch, and but you but you end with the Jags and the Dolphins. So I, you know, I there's five teams right there. I think you can easily get not easily you can get <laughs> wins right. Five teams you can get wins from, and then you got to pick off like one of those those teams. Well, see, it all depends. I mean, I don't know when their bye week is, but they have to get everything fixed by then and it looks like their bye week is not until like december mm-hmm. so i don't know i don't know this team just i haven't seen it they got they do a lot of penalties dumb penalties you know that block punt that was a play that they don't usually do and uh i haven't been cons- i haven't been convinced that uh steven belichick knows what he's doing on the defense <laughs> I don't care how many championships his dad has won, you haven't won any. So it's just, I'm very anti-nepotism, and when I see it, I call it, and it's not working for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Although I do think that they're going to win next week. What's your prediction for next week? Yeah, they're going to win. I think they should win pretty easily. I don't see them, I, you know, again, scoring that many points. Um, I have Patriots winning 26-17. So I think the line on this one was seven. Is that right? Yeah, seven points. Mm-hmm. So 26-17 is, is what I have uh, written down as a score. Yeah, I have a similar final score. I have a 27-10 to 10 Patriots winning. Because I, I haven't really seen... That much, that much of Zach Wilson to say that he's improved. He's hasn't been proved as much, and I think Belichick's record is like twenty-five and five against rookies, and I, I just don't see that changing. I think he's still going to confuse Zach Wilson. So, yeah, so maybe they'll go to three and four after after next week. So let's do uh, upset specials, cause Ron, you were really, really close. You had uh, Buffalo against Tennessee, with Tennessee winning thirty-three to thirty. What didn't you like about Buffalo? What did did you like about Tennessee? 
It's not that there was anything on the Bills I didn't like. I just think this, when you look at the matchup, this is, was a really good matchup with these, these two teams. Um, I thought Tennessee would have some success running the ball if they stuck with the, if they stayed in the game early and continue to run the ball. I think when you look at their losses, that's been the problem. They got gotten out to like large deficits and they kind of like went and moved away from it. But they stayed in the game. They ran the ball. They gave Derrick Henry the ball often. Um, and they were able to mount a, you know, a, a comeback. They kept it close and they mounted a comeback to, to win the game. Um, it doesn't mean that the, the Bills are terrible. Um, it just means that, you know, they, they got to be at their best um, when it comes to playing teams like Tennessee and, you know, Kansas City and Baltimore and like some of the tougher teams in the AFC. Um, Titans are a real team. They're a good team, you know, and I, you know, I still see them in the playoffs. I know they, you know, they didn't start off that well. Um, but they're starting to turn things around a little bit. You know, they're four and two. Um, their defense still stinks. Um, but, you know, for this game, I, I just thought that Tennessee had a legitimate chance to win the game. And, and I, I did think it would be high scoring. Um, I think it needed to be, to be honest, for them to win. Uh, and that's exactly what happened. Well, it goes back to the point that we were making earlier, right? There's no dominant defense on the in the AFC, so this this was going to be a high scoring game because neither and the Bills defense actually played pretty well, but Derrick Henry he's on another level, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you get him going north and south, it's really unstoppable train that you got on the team. So you don't need. A lot. Of, you don't need a great quarterback as long as you have Derrick Henry on your team. Yeah, Tanner Hill did not play well, by the way. He was not that good at all. He was awful in the first half. Um, but you know, when you have Derrick Henry in your team, and you you understand that you know he is your workhorse. He's what's going to get you wins, and you stick with it. You know, good things can happen. Yeah. See. You were almost, you were right on the dot with that pick. And then my pick was Tennessee, uh, Indianapolis against Texas, Texans. I thought the Texans were uh, turning the page, but I should have known better taking a rookie quarterback on the road because he basically didn't show up and it just, he played horrible. I think he had two turnovers. He just, Horrible, 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 horrible. Uh, David Mills, you let me down. Yeah, you gotta gotta take every single game with a grain of salt. You know, when he played the first part of the you know this preseason, and this first game he was horrible. Then he had some success against the Patriots, and I think that's what you you know kind of got you thinking. Okay, maybe you know he's going to be okay. Um, and I still think you know long 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 term he's going to be fine. Um, Having said that, I didn't think they were as good as what they showed when they played the Patriots. I just think the Patriots played played poorly. So I saw, and I see the Colts too, as a team that, you know, they're better than their record. You know, um, they can be a playoff team. So I saw a potential blowout, you know, coming with with that game. And not only that, but uh, Indy ran the ball all over Houston. 
So their defense wasn't even didn't even show up for this one. Carson Wentz had had an easy day, mm-hmm. even though he threw two touchdowns. He had an easy day, but Jonathan Taylor for 145 yards. He was just running. He had a 83 yarder that he pulled out. So he just. I actually liked Indy more than I did last week because they show me that they can. It's a complete. Team. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, you know, they're faltering so much. It's all on Wentz. Um, you know, he needs to play well and he needs to avoid injuries too, which he's never done. Um, so, you know, it's it's on him. You know, the Colts have a they have some good weapons, especially at the running backs. Is one of those teams. You know, I think in terms of like. They're, they're, they're first and second running back. They're one of the best in, you know, in terms of tandems. You know, um, they're right up there with uh, so with with Taylor and Mac. So, you know, they they can run. They'll be able to run on anybody. Yeah. So um, so that's gonna be my upset special for this week, week seven. It's gonna be Indy against San Francisco, and I I, I like Indy on this game. I think San Fran they're getting uh giving up four points. So I like Indy to be a close game, 23-21. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game, but I like I like what I saw about from this Indy team. What's who's your upset special for next week? It's funny that you said that. That's what I have written down. <laughs> you know, I have Indy uh, winning, and I don't know if we want to do the same teams, or if, you know, if you want me to look for another one, I can do that too, real quickly. But I had the Colts winning 27-23. You know, I think the Colts, going back to what I was saying earlier, they're starting to figure things out a little bit, and it's going to still be on Carson Wentz to have a good game. Um, so when I looked at the spread, though, that was the the first one that that uh, immediately came to, uh, to to attention to my attention. Yeah, I really, I mean, let's, we can keep it the same. We're, we're not trying to, there's not that many games anyways. A lot of teams have bye weeks this week. Um, the only other one that's over uh, three points is the St. Seahawks, three and a half right now. And I don't know, what's what's the update with the Seahawks and Cam Newton? Good question. I don't know. I've heard that they would be interested in reaching out to him. I don't know if they have yet or not. Um, it is. It. It's. We talked about this before. You. You have to have strong backups on your team, right? So, and the reason why you have to have them is because if your quarterback goes down, they need to step up. And if you're honestly telling me. That you don't have that confidence in Geno Smith, and you're thinking about bringing somebody in who hasn't played in several weeks, doesn't know know your playbook or any of that stuff, and you expect them to like keep you afloat. I just don't see that happening at all. So they got to stick to me. They got to stick with Geno and manage it. And if if they don't have confidence in him, then shame on the GM, shame on Carol, and shame on everybody else for keeping him on the roster and not having a solid number two. Um, but behind Russell Wilson. I'm kind of surprised. I think a lot of teams don't have a solid number two. It's it's, it's a kind of like a weird because we talk about the Browns, Case Keenum. I know he was a starter at, at, with the Texans, right, for a while. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you talk about 
what's happening with the Seahawks. I mean, Russell Wilson going down, you almost never see that happening. He's made so many starts in a row, but then your backup is Geno Smith. What are you trying to say? They got all their eggs in one in the in, you know in one basket, and you know, and it's a combination of do you have confidence in the backup, and are you preparing the backup? Like, is the backup preparing? You know, for in, in the event that something does happen, um, you know, you're right. There's not a lot of teams um, that make sure their their second guy is prepared and they they feel confident uh, of having, but it's damn near impossible like i said to bring somebody in off the street that doesn't know your team um has no relationship with you know any of your receivers doesn't understand the plays you know it's impossible to ask them you know to to come in and and figure things out i think it's tr it's been tried don't get me wrong teams have tried that in the past uh, especially you know when they come up coming up to like bye weeks and stuff they've tried to do that but it doesn't work not at the quarterback position. Running back position, receiving position, yeah. You can bring guys in, tell them to run a route, you know, show them where to run the ball, you know, between the tackles, between the guards or whatever. Um, you can't do that with a quarterback position, I don't think. Yeah, this this um, – I'm looking at the uh, sp spread for next week's games. There's not a lot of good games. There's one good game. There's actually two good games. There's – the uh, Bengals at Ravens should be a really good game. Even though the Ravens are getting six and a half. I don't know if that might go down a little bit. And then you have the Chiefs at Titans. Titans at favor by four and a half. Uh, I know this is not an upset special, but who do you like in the Chiefs-Titans? Yeah, that's a tough one too, right? So my heart is saying and my mind is saying that the Chiefs should win the game the Chief have Patrick Mahomes I have no confidence whatsoever in their defense either um, and I you know I think Tennessee is a very talented team I think Tennessee is the one who's actually uh, are they favored or are they the underdogs here they're favored by four and a half it's a 50, 57 point over and under mm -hmm. So you expect a lot of points. Yeah, I, 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 this is a tough one to call. I would never touch this game, but if you're asking me who I think is going to win, I'm going to say Kansas City is going to figure out a way to pull it off. I just don't see Kansas City losing another, you know, game so early in the season. Um, they're already three and three. For them to go three and four, if you haven't hit the panic button, you, you know yet. Um, you need to hit. You would be hitting it after this game if they lose. I mean, there's two things here that the Chiefs' defense is not good at. That's runners, which you're going against Derrick Henry, and then you have some really big uh, receivers mm -hmm. in Brown, Brown and Jones. So it's it's gonna be a battle. I do see a high-scoring game in this in this uh, matchup. Uh, will they go over 50, 57 points? What do you think? Probably. I mean, yeah. there's no defense on this on the field. That, <laughs> there's no defense at all. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. But Tennessee's defense is horrible. So, you know, each team should 
score in the high 20s uh, for sure, maybe even like 30s like this past game. That wouldn't su- surprise me at all. All right, so we're going to end it there for week seven. Do you want to talk about the Red Sox this week? Yeah, why not? <laughs> That's kind of where our focus has been a lot recently. Um, and we were doing this pod as the game is going on. And they're winning right now, 2-1, to one, so I'm hoping they keep it up. Yeah, so uh, what... What is your what is your perception, or at least what is your conclusion about this? All these runs that we're scoring, because I think someone said that this is probably the best offense in the postseason the Red Sox has ever had. Yeah, and you know, is it the best, most talented offense? Not necessarily, but I think. In terms of what they're doing, how locked in they they are, how great Cora has been, it's just uh, amazing to see what they've been able to do offensively. Um, and even the games that they've lost, you know, going back all the way to you know the Tampa series, it's like, well, damn, we had like nine, ten guys on the you know left on base. If we were just able to get that critical hit, you know, we, this could easily have been. You know, it could have gone our way. So, you know, I hope they can keep it up. Um, they're winning this game right now. By the way, if they win this game, I think the series is pretty much over. Um, whether they wrap it up, you know, tomorrow in in Boston, or they, you know, they they need to steal one in, in Houston, they can they should be able to do it. Um, but I'm pleasantly surprised. You haven't really seen it. You know the entire season, you didn't see their offense playing this well. Yet, you know they've been pretty, they've been okay, but not to this extent at all. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I have to look at the numbers. I know that people were like, statistically, this is the best offense. But you know, when you think about the '04 and '07 teams, I mean, those were special teams. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they had one through nine. Everyone hitting the ball, doubles and home runs like they're doing right now. Because, I mean, this is on another level. It is. You know, they like I said, they didn't do this necessarily during the regular season. They are just all locked in right now. There's not a guy I can think of um, that has not been locked in. Maybe, um, uh, what's his name? Yesterday, I think he went 0 for 4. He might have went 0 for 4. Um, but they, for the most part, you know, any guy that comes up, there's two runners on, on right now. What inning are we in? You know, and they're already up 2-1. You know, so they, you know, they can easily add some more runs um, here. So it just seems to me that it's easy for them to score five, six, six-plus runs every every game um that's how they're gonna win basically and in order to beat them i think i forgot who said it last night you're gonna have to try to outscore them and um not that you you know houston can't is you know they they potentially can our pitchers aren't necessarily that great unstoppable but Corey, i mean i'll give him the credit he's just been able to put everything together keep the team really really locked in and focused um and it's just amazing what a run they're having yeah i mean I, they're they're 
pitching hasn't been spectacular, but they get the outs where they need to. And I think that scoring 10 runs in the postseason, it's, they're definitely a special team. Um, I know that when, we, when they were playing game three, uh, Core was quick to tell this guy, hey, don't show them up. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're about. Don't show them up. So he definitely has them focused. Maybe Eduardo was thinking something else. I think at the end of the game, he said, you know, my apologies. So he did apologize Mm -hmm. because he knew that he got caught in a moment. But, yeah, I think that you need to outscore this team if you want to beat them. Yeah, and good luck with that, you know, considering how hot the Red Sox are, you know. You know, I, it just sucks for Houston or anyone that plays them that this is what you you play all these games you, and then you come into the postseason with a team that's just on fire. It's like having like hockey and just having a goalie that's on fire. You know, you don't necessarily expect it. And, you know, to find a win, it's, it's just it's, it's hard. It's going to be difficult for, the, for them, you know, but it's still only 2-1, you know, and there's lots of uh, innings left in this game. So anything can happen at this point. Um, but if this game gets out of hand um, and Astros goes down, like I said, I think Boston will look to close it out tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right now the Dodgers are winning against Atlanta 6-5 to at the end of the eighth inning. And, you know, our dream matchup is the Braves – against Houston I mean the Braves against uh, Boston because we know that's we're capable of actually attending one of those games right so we're actually pulling for you Atlanta because we want you to win but at the same time we don't want to sleep on the Houston because they're a really good team mm-hmm. uh, and they're they're they don't want to lose this game I think this game is pivotal because if they go down 3-1 it's very hard to come back. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna watch the rest of this game. We are what in the second inning, uh, and then we're gonna give you an update next week when we do the podcast for week number eight, and tell you what we should know by then whether or not we're going to the World Series or not. So. You know, we'll definitely keep you updated to those, you know, five people who listen to us. <laughs> yeah. uh, do you got anything to say, Ron? Um, yeah, best best of luck to the teams that are playing next week. Our team, so the Patriots, the the Bucks for football. You know, good luck to the Steelers. You, you know, even though they got a bye week this week, and for sure, good luck to the to the Red Red Sox. Hope they close it out this week and i I hope we can um actually get to go to a world series um you know if that's in atlanta so so be it just the experience of of going there would be great so all right peace out peace thanks again for listening please send your questions and or suggestions to shut your mouth podcast that's shut ym podcast at gmail.com 
You can always reach us via Twitter at Shut Your Mouth Podcast or DM us at the gram at Shut Your Mouth Podcast. Again, S H U T Y M Podcast. Until next time, see ya. Peace. <laughs>